0: Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht.
1: The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. You're going to drop a nuclear bomb? That would take this to an completely different level. The mere idea of a nuclear conflict is simply inconceivable. Russia will put nuclear weapons in Belarus. A very dangerous path.
2: Nuclear war can never be won, must never be
1: fought. nuclear weapons.
2: Your life, your
3: values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Laprecht on Talk 96.3 and
0: 103.7. All right, welcome in. It's News and Views for a Monday. And uh, just a couple of hours ago, General Keith Kellogg said the Russian soldiers, he's retired, U.S. military, said Russian soldiers are meeting tougher than expected resistance as they try to overcome Ukrainian forces. You know, the way he words that, it's almost like the Russians are in the defense and the Ukrainians are the attackers. Interestingly, that situation has actually happened as Putin has moved to send battle hardened, much feared Chechen fighters to reinforce his invasion into Ukraine. And it looks like that might have backfired. Now, these Chechen fighters are—I'm no military expert, but everything I've read is they are brutal, bloodthirsty, headhunters, and uh, Putin has sent them into Ukraine. The idea was they were going to go in and they were just going to wipe out the Ukrainians. And the early stories are that the Ukrainians are wiping them out. Uh, unconfirmed reports coming out of Kiev claim that Ukrainian forces had taken out some 56 Chetan tanks and killed one of his high ranking commanders in the way to the capital. While the Chechen leader denied his commander's death, if true observers say even this early in the campaign, it could be a problem for Putin giving the massive fight of resistance put up by the Ukrainian military forces against the Russian aggressor. Um, Kellogg said, I don't think they're doing very well at all. They've been delayed. They are slowed. They're following the tactic called IFR. I follow roads. I kind of wish we had our air forces up against them because they would have been eliminated almost immediately. You know, one of the interesting things about this, and I heard, uh, Peter Ducey talking over the weekend, if you remember, um, he had asked, um, Joe Biden last week, had he underestimated Putin he said on one of the talking head shows over the weekend I should now ask him did you overestimate Putin you know Putin's a great bluffer apparently I mean it it sounds like and I don't want to I mean the guy's a bloodthirsty nut in fact I've got a couple of articles some people say he's just bloodthirsty other people say he's nuts and bloodthirsty but um he sounds like among other things he's a con man that he's put up this facade about how dangerous he is. And I'm not taking any for anything for granted. I don't I don't want to come across as if, okay, nothing to worry about. There's something to worry about there. But one wonders, does he even have the ability to fire nukes? I mean, everything that you see happening right now, I mean, if he was gonna go in and take these people in a day or two? I mean, what are we up now to getting ready to start day six? They don't even have night vision goggles. <laughs> I mean, isn't that standard standard fair now for a, a supposedly a superpower? That you don't have night goggles? And apparently, when, when they say, I follow roads, that's the terminology aviation uses. When you when you don't have the ability to zone in on where you're flying, I mean if if you're if you're just following the sight of the land, I mean if if you're a, a pilot and you don't have any instrument, okay, what do you do? You want to get from uh, eastern North Carolina up to Washington D.C. and you don't have any other better way to get up there? You you follow I ninety five. I follow roads. It is uh, one wonders. Is 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 Putin just a great bluffer? Did he expect the Ukrainians just to roll over and say, "Don't attack us, we give up"? I mean, that's what happened in Afghanistan, right? Anyway, um, it's something rather encouraging. There's a group out there that has been sharing prayer requests. I mean, we have said often, and, I'm, and we're not the only ones. I mean, numerous people have said, pray for the people in Ukraine. There is a um, group out there called Intercessors for America that uh, have put out a numerous prayer request for the people of uh, Ukraine. Dear brothers and sisters, thank God. God gives Ukraine the strength to resist and defeat the aggressor. The Kremlin army is in a panic. Many units drop their equipment and are walking home. This is the Lord. Glory to him for giving strength to stand and win. Ukrainians bow before God because they feel his hand and support over Ukraine. The Ukrainian military and people feel supernatural strength and support from the Lord. All glory to God. Along with the victories that the Lord gives, we have a chance uh, and prayer needs. The Russian leader has decided to increase the attack and possibly use nuclear weapons. There is mega pressure um for putin to declare war and um uh, well, well we know that they, they, they've uh some of this is just summation, but they go on to say we continue to keep our spiritual defense in fasting and prayer for god's protection over all the cities and villages of ukraine strengthening ukrainian defenders supernatural wisdom and strength for the president of ukraine boy that prayer has been answered <laughs> this guy is um he is another Winston Churchill. He's another George Washington. I mean, the, the way that I, when does a guy sleep and eat? But I mean, he, and and again, I I don't know what's happened in the last hours. Obviously, when you're in the midst of war, the the information you get is going to be dicey. But earlier today, hearing reports from earlier today, everything's working. The Internet is working, the electricity is working, the power is on, the fuel is available, food is available, water is running. If, if that's not answered, I mean, it's amazing to me that how the Lord has provided for the Ukrainians. The other question, too, is are, are, now it sounds like the Russian elites are starting to question Putin, And obviously, they don't want to get a bullet in the head. I mean, I don't know if Putin is as crazy as uh, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, but can't be too far off. But uh, the fact that these people are uh, still have a country. The other interesting thing, too, is, you know, basically if you're anywhere from teenager to uh, 60 years old, you're you're now part of the um, Ukrainian military. Zelensky has said that he is going to... For people that, for men that are in jail, that have any kind of military experience, okay, you, you can work off your time in jail by uh, coming out and fighting. Uh, that's one area. Zelensky has also requested help from around the world. Now, I mean, he is he is not getting any governments to put troops on the ground yet. However, according to BuzzFeed News, a group of 10 Special Operation Forces veterans are uh, staging in Poland, preparing to cross into Ukraine, where they plan to take up Zelensky's uh, on his offer to join the defense of Ukraine, Europe, and the world, according to a U.S. Army veteran arranging their passage. The group, composed of six U.S. citizens, three Brits and a German, are NATO-trained and experienced in close combat and counterterrorism. They want to be among the first to officially join the new International Legion of the Territorial Defense of Ukraine that Zelensky announced on Sunday. Two former American infantry officers are also making plans to come to Ukraine to provide leadership for the Army, the Army veteran recruiter said. As intense fighting raged in Ukraine capital for the fourth day, uh, Putin ordered nuclear deterrence forces on high alert. Zelensky urged people around the world who can help fight Moscow's vile tactics to enlist in Ukraine's armed forces. This is the beginning of a war against Europe, against European structures, against democracy, against basic human rights, against a global order. Zelensky said in a statement announcing the decree on the creation of the unit. So the first uh, folks to sign up are right there. UK Foreign Secretary Liz Truss was quick to respond to the news, saying she supports British nationals who might go to Ukraine to fight for democracy. Isn't it interesting, just as a side note, isn't it interesting that you have individuals signing up prior to governments? I mean, things are in such disarray now, not only in our country, but around the world. You know, normally, it's the government taking the lead. Have you noticed of late it's not the government taking the lead? It's the people leading the government. I mean, just today, by the way, as a side note, I'll get to this in a little bit more detail, but just as a side note, it has come out today that uh, Biden will announce that um, the mask mandate is done. And, uh, in fact, uh, I've got a a piece here from uh, North Carolina Senator Jim Perry talking points from a research firm called impact research they sent this out to democrats across the country and this coincides with biden announcing tomorrow at the state of the union masks are not longer going to be needed but it's talking points for democrats some of these talking points declare the crisis phase of COVID is over and push for feeling and acting more normal Recognize people are worn out and feeling harm from the years-long restriction and take their side. Acknowledge COVID still exists and likely will for a long time. Don't set COVID zero as a victory condition. You're never going to meet it. Americans also don't think victory is COVID zero. In other words, don't come out and say, when we get down to zero, then you can take your mask off. The American people aren't going to stand for it. Stop talking about restrictions and the unknown future ahead. The American people don't want to hear it. In other words, these talking points are not based on what would be policy that would be best. And not that the Democrats ever give us policy that's best. But stop and think about this. What? What, what these talking points are saying is, okay, I, again, I've used this analogy numerous times. You're leading the parade. No one is following you. They're going in a different direction, so you run real quick and get in front of them and act as if you're leading the parade. That's exactly what's happening. Nobody's paying attention. So uh, you better talk and say what they're talking about. Otherwise, you're going to be totally irrelevant. And it's, it's happening around the world. It's certainly happening in this country as well. So uh, now you have individuals that say, you know what, I'll go. I'll go over and help the Ukrainians. Now, I mean, fortunately, we have governments that are at least supplying uh, military needs for Ukraine. i tell you what, though. I mean, if you're wondering, what can I do, pray for the Ukrainians? I mean, you, we are seeing something and again, I don't want to sound overly mystic, but we're seeing the supernatural take place. We're seeing God answer prayer for these Ukrainian people. It's it's uh, it, it ought to give you goosebumps when you hear about what's going on over there. Um, the, the other interesting thing about uh, what's happening in this conflict is Putin himself. Condoleezza Rice over the weekend served with George uh, W. Bush. She called his um, Putin's behavior erratic. Quote, I've met with him many times. This is a different Putin. He's always calculating and cold, but this is different. He seems erratic. There's an ever-deepening, delusional rendering of history. Former d- d- um, Director of National Intelligence Jim Clapper echoed Rice's assessment of the Russian ruler, who has grown increasingly frustrated over his failure to swiftly subdue Ukrainian forces Quote, I personally think he's unhinged, Clapper said on CNN. I worry about his acuity and balance. Senior intelligent officials who have known Putin for decades so Fox News he's been isolated for month, months at his presidential compound, interacting exclusively with a small group of advisors and cronies. I heard somebody say over the weekend that he has been held up in isolation because he is uh, paranoid of covid Senior intelligence officials who have known Putin for decades told Fox News he's been isolated for months. A senior national security official under Trump said when Putin met with uh, Macron, the French president, earlier this month, he seemed paranoid and unwilling to listen to reason. After the failed effort at intervention, Macron privately described Putin as more rigid, more isolated, and fundamentally lost in a sort of ideological and security drift. Longtime Putin ally, Czech President Milos Zeman called the Russian leader a madman this week after he launched the invasion, according to The Guardian. Uh, Rebecca Koffler, former DIA intelligence uh, officer and uh, author of Putin's playbook, however, said uh, he's not crazy. He's not delusional. Putin is a cold-blooded, typical Russian autocrat leader, very calculated risk-taker, He's simply executing the plan that he's been hatching for 20 years. So what could possibly go wrong? Well, on one side, you've got a uh, either a Russian nut or a cold-blooded killer. And on the other side, you've got an American who's a senile old man. Not a good combination. Marco Rubio, who serves as vice chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, warned Friday that something is off with Putin, whom Rubio said has become even more dangerous than in past years. Rubio added, I wish I could share more, but for now, I can say it's pretty obvious to many that something is off with Putin. He's always been a killer, but his problem now is different and significant. It would be a mistake to assume this Putin would react the same way he would have five years ago. This is the most dangerous moment in six years Putin is facing a humiliating military fiasco, and he's triggered extraordinary consequences on Russians' economy and the people that will not be easily to reverse and his only options are to reset this imbalance. There are catastrophic ones. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know if you've seen any of the video in recent days of Putin meeting with his generals. But a, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. These generals always look like they have zero personality. They always have this stern look on their face. They don't, don't dare break a smile. But these, these uh, pictures, and I'm speculating here, okay? I have no inside of information. But these pictures of these generals around Putin looking at Putin like you're nuts. I mean, they have a look on their face like, oh, boy, who's going to take this guy out? That's the other question. The longer this goes on and the worse it is on the Russian people. I mean, is this, is this why Putin is isolated as well? Because he knows somebody's going to pop him? 561-8255. Love to hear from you. We've got to take a quick break. First, give us a call. 561-8255. Lots more to talk about. And uh, we'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back and quick look at your weather forecast tonight. Mostly clear low around 32 Tuesday, partly sunny high near 63 Wednesday sunshine with a high near 74 sounds good to me. February 28th, the last day of February today is international Swar- sword, swallower's day. So have got a sore throat. Uh, maybe you ought to No, don't do that. Um, interesting. Did you know that it was 168 years ago today in 19 I'm sorry 1854 1954 was the year I was born 1854 168 years ago 50 people opposed to slavery met at a schoolhouse in Ripon Wisconsin and laid the foundation for what went on to become the Republican Party after their second meeting a month later 160 years ago 168 years ago today don't tell that to a Democrat. I don't think he'd be too happy about that. 561-8255. Uh, Tony is on the line. Hey, Tony, how are you?
2: I'm fine.
0: Good to I hear from you.
2: I uh, read a short email that I got from someone about a pastor in Ukraine. Love to hear it. Okay, he says, please tell your people, because of your prayers, God really fights our battles. The rockets disappear in the air without reaching our homes and no one knows where they did go. Enemy tanks run out of fuel. Russian troops get lost and ask our locals for food and for direction. That is definitely God, because we are dealing with the second strongest army in the world. And this morning, Kiev and other major cities are still free, and we in, I think it's Lviv, as best I can pronounce, Lviv. did not yeah, have Lviv. To run to the base
0: that is That's exciting awesome. news tony thanks for sharing that I think and so. it
2: was just really touched me because you know god is still answering prayers today
0: amen what do you know when that was written
2: i don't and it might have been a few days ago because i think kiev has been under fire so uh as at that time well keep I don't praying because somebody just sent me to this that had been sent to them keep praying but i I'm sure it's true. And, I mean, you know, if a cu- rockets disappear in the air and they don't even know, you know, you know God's hand was
0: there. Well, God is sovereign, so we do know that. Amen. Absolutely.
2: That's right. Keep yeah.
0: praying, Tony. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. That's great stuff. Uh-huh. By the way, <laughs> I thought this was a joke. One of my daughters sent this to me. I thought it was a joke. Apparently, it's serious. <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. The Federal Emergency Management Agency would like you all to know: if there's a uh, nuclear attack, uh, they send out what you need to do. And uh, this this little uh, ready.gov piece, I, I in fact, I, I respond to my daughters. that has got to be a joke. Yeah, somebody's making this up. Some this is a gag. Nuclear explosions can cause significant damage and casualties from blast, heat, and radiation, but you can keep your family safe by knowing what to do and being prepared if it occurs. A nuclear weapon is a device that uses nuclear reaction to create an explosion. Nuclear devices range from a small portable device carried by an individual to a weapon carried by a missile. A nuclear explosion may occur with or without a few minutes' warning. Fallout is most dangerous. So this is what they tell you to do. Get inside. Get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation. Brick or concrete are best. Remove contaminated clothing and wipe off or wash unprotected skin if you're outside after the fallout has arrived. Hand sanitizer does not protect against fallout. I thought hand sanitizer fixed everything, right? (laughs) But then it gets better. Go to the basement or middle of the building. Stay away from the outer walls or roof. Are you ready for this? Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not a part of your household. <laughs> if possible, wear a mask if you're sheltering with people who are not a part of your household.
3: <laughs> so inconceivable!
0: I'm sorry. What Democrat wrote these instructions? <laughs> <laughs> What democrat wrote these instructions? So if we have a nuclear attack, make sure you wear your mask and stay 6 feet apart.
2: Well, isn't that
0: special? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. What democrat at the Federal Emergency Management Agency would like to take the credit for that?
2: I will do anything.
0: So tomorrow night is the State of the Union address. It's reasonable to anticipate the president devoting a fair amount of time to Russia's behavior. Uh, he will attempt to deliver a heavy spin message on the economy. He will blame high energy costs on the Russian situation. And listen, you know, I, I've, I've been talking about this all along and asking guests what they thought about this. And more and more you hear, and I I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, and many others have said the same thing. But, you know, I I said it early last week when this thing first started breaking out. Joe Biden's shutting down of the XL pipeline and just a week ago uh, canceling leases on federal land for drilling. That is playing right into putin's hand if we had been aggressive and i mean we're buying I-, I don't know if we still are today but as of last week we're buying some five hundred thousand barrels of russian oil a day if we had kept the oil flowing in the xl pipeline the the, the i don't know that he would have been attacked because the competition would have been such he such couldn't afford to. But Biden will blame Russia on the high energy costs. He will take zero credit. And by the way, he came out over the weekend and said, nah, 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 we don't need to restart XL pipeline. We need to, nah, we don't need to pump any oil ourselves. Uh, hello? Um, 83% of Americans say they favored increased economic sanctions against Russia in response to the invasion. Just 17 opposed it, 17% opposed it. Um, Support for increased sanctions in the new polls, well above 67% who favored the same in the 2014 amid the Russian incursion into eastern Ukraine and the annexation of Crimea. Um, The the thing that I, I hope that Joe Biden doesn't, but his staff has already begun to do it, um, if Joe Biden gets up and tries to spin what's happening in Ukraine and all these nations uniting against Russia, and again, Saki has already done this. Saki has gotten up there and said it was through Biden's leadership that the nations have come together against Russia. Uh, if he does this, this is going to be his undoing. Now, I think he probably will because he can't help himself. I mean, for one thing, his poll numbers are so, so bad. But if he tries to pull that, if he tries to spin this and make himself out the hero, you know, he's the national spotlight. He cannot help himself when he's, you know, if if, uh, he he needs to have something dynamic about himself to talk about, it, it will probably be this, but it ought to make the world gag. I mean, the world has not come together because of Joe Biden. The world has come together because of the brave stand the Ukrainian people have taken under the leadership of not President Biden, but President Zelensky. Uh, You know, and if he tries to take any credit, how dare he? How dare he try to take any credit for what the Ukrainian people are doing and what Zelensky is doing? And by the way, had, had Zelensky listened to the offer of Joe Biden when Joe Biden says, hey, you want us to come get you out? You know, we can send people in and covertly get you out and fly you and take you wherever you want to go. And Zelensky says, I, I don't need a ride. I need help. I need arms. I need troops. If Zelensky had listened to Biden and taken his advice— Chances are, Ukraine would have already fallen to the Russians. I, am sorry. Uh, hello, I mean, the idea. I mean, this for, for the Ukrainians. This is World War Three. I, I, I don't know that this is the beginning of the world of World War Three. It might be, but for the Ukrainians, this is World War Three. And what does Joe do? Hey, you want to get out of there? We can get you—you're the leader, so we can get you out of there. Oh my gosh, is this what a leader does? Well, you're special. You're a leader, so we're going to get you out of there because you're you're like one of us. You're one of the special people that needs special privileges, and, you know, we'll let your people die without you, but you're special, so we're going to get you out of here. Now, I, I, I'm not—was Joe Biden being heartless to the Ukrainian people? Well, I, I won't even say that. But I think I think so many of these "quote" leaders are anything but leaders, and they have the gall to call themselves civil servants. <laughs> and yet they all they want to do is protect themselves, keep themselves comfortable, make sure I'm up in the polls. I mean, you watch, anyway. you watch tomorrow night. He'll be he'll be patting himself on the back for bringing together the world against the Russians. He ought to be- If he does that, he ought to be ashamed of himself. The world ought to gag at that. We got to take another time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: confused cutting through the confusion why are they forcing the vaccine on people at all news and views should i get it should i not get it to bring you clarity and certainty i am just i'm tired of it so i'm losing trust in all of it now back to news and
0: views on talk 96.3 1037 1037 Welcome back in. Believe it or not, the New York Post is reporting the Democratic Socialist of America blamed the United States and NATO imperialist expansion for helping trigger the Russian invasion of Ukraine, provoking criticism from other political leaders up in New York. Democratic Socialist of America reaffirms our call for the U.S. to withdraw from NATO and end the imperialist exp- uh, expansionism that set the stage for this conflict, the D.S.A. said in a statement. While the failures of neoliberal order are clear to everyone, the ruling class is trying to build a new world through a utopian transition grounded in uh, materialism, imperialism, and war. Socialists have a duty to build an alternative. The socialist group continued that much of the next 10 years are coming into view through this attack and closed by saying no war but class war. Um, you know, this and, and by the way, DS member DSA members, the Democrat Socialists of America, include Alexander ocasio cortez and the likes of Bernie Sanders and others. Yeah, they, they really are in a quandary here because um they they really don't know the lefties don't know whether they're coming or going. The bottom line is AOC and Crazy Bernie, l- look, they're a hundred percent commie. A hundred percent. I mean, we use the word socialist. They're communist. With Russia's bloodthirsty aggression right now on the world stage, it's not a good look for these two. I mean, it's hard to sell your commie ideas when your leader is Hitler 2.0. And that's exactly what Putin is right now. And these guys are trying to sell it? Not a good look. Wow. Five six one eight two five five. Randy in Greenville. Hey, Randy.
3: Hey, I got just two things here. One, I totally agree with what you just said. That was absolutely spot on. And two, you and and the rest of the listeners ponder this. Now, I don't condone people going into the the Capitol on January sixth. I, I really don't. But think about how our politicians. Even some of the Republicans on our side, but especially the Democrats, totally, totally, wuss-cake, cowards, cowering down underneath desks, hiding in rooms, to unarmed protesters. Contrast that to Zelensky yeah. and the other parliamentarians in Ukraine who actually not only have not fled. They've actually taken up weapons themselves, and not just the guys. Even some of the women in the parliament, and staying and fighting and resisting. Contrast that to our cowardly, uh, wimpy representatives, even even Tillis and Burr, you know, and especially Lindsey Graham on January sixth. I mean, it, it's just such a contrast. That's that's all I want to say.
0: Interesting thought, you know, uh, bringing that up. Uh, interestingly, the Epic Times is reporting. Matthew Perna, Pennsylvania man, prosecuted for his 20-minute walk through the U.S. Capitol, committed suicide in jail. Um, His family said due to a a broken heart and a justice system that killed his spirit and his zest for life. 37 years old, Perna from Sharpsville, Pennsylvania. Was due to be sentenced on April the 1st, the U.S. District Court in Washington in a plea agreement on charges of obstruction and official proceeding, aiding and abetting, entering and remaining in a restricted building on grounds, disorderly disruptive conduct, blah, 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 blah. Um, He was in the Capitol for 20 minutes, walked into open doors, was actually outside the Capitol. And basically the rush of people going into the Capitol took him in there and uh, took pictures never did any damage, uh, was not armed, was in there for 20 minutes. And, um, the prosecutor's sentencing recommendations have not been posted online. charging documents said Perna and Stephen Ayers entered the Capitol at 2:47, nearly 30 minutes after Congress adjourned due to, uh, what was going on outside the Capitol and nearly an hour after vice president Pence's motorcade was seen leaving the Capitol. Um, Bottom line is um, this uh, 37-year-old man um, basically felt like uh, he was not getting justice. He was being put through the ringer. He was seeing the injustice of what was happening and um, took his own life. Sad state of affairs. Yeah, I don't know that, um, you know, we have some leaders in the United States, but if what was happening in Ukraine – happened in america how would we react some people would take up arms some people would defend their country see the the, one of the big differences is we've become fat and lazy in the united states we have enjoyed the bloodshed that our forefathers laid down their lives in order to give us our liberty and our freedoms and our constitutional form of government and we've just Sat back and have not reinvested. We've taken it for granted. The people in Ukraine, their freedom is only 30 years old. They know what it's like to live under a despot ruler like Putin. They don't want to go back. They want to be free. Uh, again, I mentioned this on Friday. You know, it, the old saying, I'd, I'd rather be dead than red. Uh, they mean it. They'd rather be dead than red, and they're willing to lay down their lives for their freedom. Interesting piece out of uh, we got one more break, don't we? I want to take a break first, but stay with us. There's an interesting piece out of Town Hall related to Hillary Clinton. Once again, she's trying to lay this at the feet of Donald Trump. How dare—how dare she? How dare she— Try to blame Trump on what's happening over in Russia and Ukraine. We'll talk about that when we get back.
1: A collection of question marks. A lot of questions. Why? How? No logic. No reason. No explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Worst nightmare of their lives. This long nationwide nightmare we'll start collecting clues as to the whys the what's and the where's neighborhood by neighborhood literally knocking on doors this is your worst nightmare the nightmare it would be a nightmare worst nightmare we will not end the nightmare we'll only explain it Explain to us. because this
3: yes. this is news and views with tom and benny on talk six three and 103.7
0: by the way some uh, encouraging news um a small story but uh, encouraging nonetheless the remember the snake island situation where the uh ukrainian soldiers told the uh russian warship to go blank yourself when uh, they said to surrender um apparently and the initial reports were and this happens during time of war you get the reports mixed up but the initial reports were those 13 marines lost their lives Apparently what happened was there was a civilian ship, a Ukrainian civilian ship that picked up the Marines. Uh, They were captured. This was all after the, when the attack occurred, Um, they were then captured by the Russian warship and, uh, and taken captive. But uh, the good news is uh, they're alive. We're happy to hear our brothers are alive and well said the Ukrainian Navy. Former Secretary of State Hildebeest Clinton, went on MSNBC this morning, discussed the war in Russia, well, in Ukraine, waged by Russia. Uh, during the back and forth with the show host, Clinton proclaimed Americans who give comfort to Putin must be called out.
2: We have to also make sure that within our own country, uh, we are calling out those people Uh, Who are giving aid and comfort to Vladimir Putin, who are talking about what a genius he is, what a smart move it is, uh, who are unfortunately uh, being broadcast uh, by Russian uh, media, uh, not only inside Russia, but in uh, Europe to demonstrate the division within our own country.
0: You talk about nerve chutzpah. It wasn't that long ago that we learned that Hillary Clinton pretty much gave the Russians ownership of our uranium mines in the United States. Remember Uranium One? Yeah. Remember the $500,000 check that Clintons received from a Russian bank selling Uranium One futures? And this woman has the chutzpah to talk about being tough on Moscow. In 2010, Bill Clinton received a $500,000 check from a Kremlin-linked bank for a speech. Oh, yeah, that was worth $500,000. At the same time, Clinton would sign off on a Uranium One deal that gave Russian access to 20% of U.S. deposits. No conflict of interest? Hmm. May I take you back to a Wall Street Journal article from July of 2016, Peter Schweitzer. Hillary Clinton touts her tenure as Secretary of State as a time of hard-headed realism and commercial diplomacy that advanced American national and commercial interest, but her handling of a major technology transfer initiative at the heart of Washington's effort to reset relations with Russia raises serious questions about her record, far from enhancing American national interest. Ms. Clinton's effort in this area may have been substantially undermining the U.S. national security. Considered Skolkova, and an innovation city of 30,000 people on the outskirts of Moscow, billed as Russians' version of Silicon Valley, a core piece of Ms. Clinton's uh, quarterbacking of the Russian reset. Following his 2009 visit to Moscow, President Obama announced the creation of the Russian-U.S. Bilateral Presidential Commission. Ms. Clinton, as Secretary of State, directed the American side. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov represented the Russians. The stated goal at the time, identifying areas of cooperation and pursuing joint projects and actions that strengthen strategic stability, international security, economic well-being, and the development of ties between Russian and American people. The Kremlin committed $5 billion over three years to fund this project. Ms. Clinton's State Department worked aggressively to attract U.S. investment partners and help the Russian state investment fund, Rusnano. Identifying American tech companies worthy of Russian investment, Rosnano, which is a scientific advisor to President Vladimir Putin's Putin's child, was created in 2007 and relies entirely on Russia state funding. Soon, dozens of U.S. tech firms, including top Clinton donors like Google, Intel, Cisco, made major financial contributions to Skokkovo, with uh, Cisco committing a cool $1 billion dollars. In May of 2010, the State Department facilitated a Moscow visit by 22 of the biggest names in the U.S. venture capital, and weeks later, the first moratoriums of understanding were signed by this project and American companies. By 2012, the vice president of Skalkavo Foundation, Conor Leahan, who had previously partnered with the Clinton Foundation, hmm, recorded that Skalkavo had assembled 28 Russian, American, and European key partners. Of the 28 partners, 17, or 60%, have made financial commitments to the Clinton Foundation, totaling tens of millions of dollars sponsored by speeches by Bill Clinton. Hmm, no, no conflict of interest there, is there? Russians tied to Skalkavo also flowed funds to the Clinton Foundation. Amid the sloshing of rubles and dollars, however, the state of the art of technology, technological research coming out of Skakavo raised alarms among U.S. military experts and federal law enforcement officials. Research conducted in 2012 on Skakavo by the U.S. Army Foreign Military Studies Program at Fort Leavenworth declared that the purpose of Skakavo was to serve as a vehicle for worldwide technology transfer to Russia in the areas of information technology, biomedicine, energy, satellite, and space technology, and nuclear technology. Hmm. Moreover, the report said the Skalkavo Foundation has, in fact, been involved in defense-related activities since December of 2011 when it approved the first weapons-related project, the development of the hypersonic cruise missile engine. Yeah, the same cruise missile engine that now China has. I wonder how they got it. Uh, not all of the center's efforts are civilian in nature. In 2014, the Boston Business, ran, the Boston Business Journal ran an op-ed piece by the FBI and noted the agency had sent warnings to technology and other companies approached by Russian venture capital firms. The op-ed under the byline of Lucia Ziobro Zeobro. An assistant special agent to the FBI's Boston office said that the FBI believes the true motives of the Russian partners are often funded by their own government is to gain access to classified, sensitive and emergency technology from companies. Now, we all know how Hillary Clinton handled um, certain information that was uh, top secret classified that uh, she had on her own personal server. To anyone who was paying attention, the FBI warning should have come as a little surprise. A State Department cable sent to then Secretary Clinton and obtained by WikiLeaks mentioned possible dual use and export control concerns related to research and development technology ventures in Mas- Moscow. Even if it could be proven that these tens of millions of dollars in Clinton Foundation donations by Skokavo key partners played no role in Clinton's State Department missing or ignoring obvious red flags about the Russian enterprise, the perception would still be problematic. What is known is that the State Department recruitment and facilitated, um, recruited rather, and facilitated the commitment of billions of American dollars in the creation of the Russian Silicon Valley whose technological innovations include Russian hypersonic cruise missile engines, radar surveillance equipment, and vehicles capable of delivering airborne Russian troops. Hmm. This is her Russian reset. And she has the chutzpah to come out and criticize anyone who has given aid and comfort to Russia. She she actually might be correct in her assumptions because – Um, she gave a whole lot more aid and comfort to herself, merely using Russia. And by the way, I didn't even mention or bring up what Molly Hemingway points out to this hypocrisy by Hillary Clinton. uh, Molly Hemingway says, well, okay, you secretly created and funded the Russia collusion hoax using an agent of a Russian oligarch damaging our republic and national security and helping a foreign policy that has put us in a dangerous position Putin is taking advantage of. Consider yourself called out. And that was all so she could be the president and take down Donald Trump. And she was so angry that Trump beat her pants off that um, that's not a good thought that um, she continued to do that into his first term. (laughs) Unbelievable. By the way, speaking of Donald Trump, um, he is running again. Here is uh, cut one, Donald Trump from CPAC.
1: Standing before you today, I'm thrilled to report that our incredible movement, a movement that nobody's ever seen anything quite like it, there has never been anything like it before, is strong and growing stronger every single day. The radical left is exposed. They're weak, and their pathetic policies have been out there long enough now that we don't want them, we'll never take them. We are bringing back our country, and we are bringing back our freedom. The socialists, globalists, Marxists, and communists who are attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken.
0: Donald Trump at CPAC, and by the way, they had it was pretty clear, if you listen to his speech on Saturday night, it was clear, he is running again. I mean, it's done. Now, I don't know if he thinks uh, by making this announcement, he, now, he didn't use the words, I am running again. He all but did that. Uh, there was a straw poll. I'm not saying it makes a big deal, because he was obviously the uh, big candidate up there, um, he, he won it. Trump got 59%. DeSantis got 31%. Uh, he came in second. Uh, others came in pretty low. Mike Pompeo had 2%. Uh, anyway, uh, I, guess, I guess presidential uh, campaign for 2024 is underway. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for the phone calls. We'll do it again tomorrow. Well, no, we're off tomorrow. We'll see you Wednesday. See you then. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: All
2: right, all right, all right.